Welcome to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. Yara is the global leader in crop nutrition knowledge and a producer of quality fertilizer products. Grow the future with Yara. Hello again, I'm Ken Rundle and I'm welcoming two contributors this time. Together with Yara's country grassland specialist, Philip Cosgrave and Katie Evans from AHDB, that's the Agriculture and Horticulture Development Board, I'm going to discuss a UK-wide initiative to support grassland farmers and graziers. It's called Forage for Knowledge and combines practical husbandry advice with up-to-the-minute analysis and data. Now, Philip Cosgrave is more than Yara's go-to grass nutrition man. He's also an office bearer of the British Grassland Society. So tell us, Philip, what is it about Forage for Knowledge that appeals to you? Forage for Knowledge is a um, is something that, that we certainly are, are, are encouraged to see and, and, and support in whatever way we can. And I guess the thing with Forage for Knowledge is that it's, it's I suppose, it's data-driven. You know, we collect data rather than going on a kind of gut feeling, and sometimes that's okay. But when it's it's data driven, so it's collecting data on farms, and then it's it's packaging that data then, and it's you know reporting back on a, on a weekly basis to farmers who wish to to um to look at at I suppose what's happening in their local area, but overall, but then actually look at those that that management advice, and it's all about that management advice because I guess um we can grow. You know, we can certainly grow grass um, in the UK, but it's the management of that grass that we want to see improving. And we want to be able to see that we can, you know, if we improve grassland management, improve utilisation rates, then that can have, you know, far reaching um, benefits, um, you know, to the livestock sector. Well, Katie, I know that in Scotland, the Farm Advisory Service runs over 40 farmer-led groups, and many of those are livestock farmers interested in good grass. But Forage for Knowledge covers a much wider area, including Scotland. How exactly does it go about its business? So Forage for Knowledge is managed and operated solely by AHDB. And as part of it, we've set up a network of 27 dairy farms across Great Britain. Each contributor submits a sample for analysis on a bi-weekly basis and submits their grass measurements to AgriNet on a weekly basis. And so this kind of allows us then to track how grass growth and quality has been performing across the season. But it also allows us to see how it's varied throughout other years and the effects that different weather patterns have on growth and quality. Ultimately, the aim of Forage for Knowledge really is to get a better understanding of grass production across these commercial farms. As I've already mentioned, over the years, we have started to build now a data set that has captured grass growth and quality throughout the seasons. And this helps us to identify what are the bigger factors contributing to grass growth on those farms. And once we have that information, we can then start to dig down and determine what is or what are the limiting factors on the farms during that period. Once those are identified, then we can provide not only the Forage for Knowledge um, network, but the whole the industry as a whole with advice and solutions, resources and tools that will help them through that specific period, whether it's drought or even just advice through the, the silaging season. So really Forage for Knowledge is a tool to guide and help farmers so that they as they go through the season and to make those management decisions, which can be hard and difficult at certain times. I know for years, industry critics have argued there's too wide a gap between the best farmers and those with poorer results. So which group is Forage for Knowledge really aimed at? 
Forage for Knowledge can help all grassland farmers. So I knew despite... you'd say that. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> so despite the group being made up of dairy farmers, they really should be viewed or thought as sort of grassland farmers. Grassland is hugely important to our production systems here in the UK. And the more we can make of it, the better it is economically. And in turn, that's what will help us reduce the costs of inputs such as concentrates, but overall our environmental impact. Looking at the varieties we have available on the likes of the recommended lists and that, we have the grass genetics available to increase production. And like Phil has already mentioned, we just need to get the management on side now and make more of more profitable pastures. So regardless if people are trying to produce milk or livestock gains from beef, all grassland farms need to understand how to make the most of their grass. So is this message coming down from above or is it peer-to-peer -peer knowledge? Well, what's going on here? It's on all levels. So farmers can relate to it, can relate to us and sort of look as farms are in their regions, but also it is coming from the top down as well. Um, when, when we're looking at to, for farmers and encouraging them to make the most from their grass, the key to that is data, and we hear it all the time, that it is about measure to manage. But to begin with, we need to know how much um, you're currently growing on farm. So this will give them a, a baseline. On average, uh, across the UK, we're only producing or growing about 50% of our potential. So we have an additional nearly seven to eight tonnes of dry matter to produce. And that's a lot more milk and a lot more live weight gain that we can produce off grass. But once we have that, that data, we can then start to identify the variations across the farms and even on a field-to-field -field basis. And once they've been identified, we can then address some of those issues, whether it be grass varieties, soils, topography, or even just the aspect. And so you can deal with the farmer then on an individual basis. So he or she can come to you and say, look, I've got a problem here. How can this be solved? Or is exactly. it something that's made very public and, and it's almost shared too much? No, it can it can be shared. And, and that's the like, that's what's the beauty of um, Forage for Knowledge is it's a platform. It's a knowledge exchange platform. Um, the information that we get from Forage for Knowledge also feeds into the wider AHDB um organization and it drives some of our MI, um, it drives some of the data that we're putting out there and just building that reputational view over um, how livestock farmers are producing off grassland. But it, it, they can grow, it doesn't matter how much they grow if they don't utilize it correctly. And that's what we want to, to help and support farmers with. We we want to improve sort of grazing management because this has a huge role to play in ensuring um, that we are getting the most from our grasslands. So Forage for Knowledge, for me, it's a tool that's suitable for grazing enterprise, all grazing enterprises, regardless of what level they're at. Um, we all have, we have a long way to go, um, but we'll all continue learning. Philip, you see that as very, very useful indeed. Any comments you want to make on that? No, I guess from the agri-industry, um, you know, this the, the update arrives into my, the Forage for Knowledge update arrives into my inbox every, you know, probably I think it's every Friday afternoon. I don't know, the, I think it's the afternoon it arrives in. And it's it gives you, you know, you can go through the different areas. You can kind of, um, you know, it helps inform decisions 
for for myself with regards to advice and um, particularly around about say for example nitrogen management through during um dry periods during the summer where we're where we can kind of instantly see that um information showing up on the on the dashboard on forage for knowledge and we can say well right okay well here's some advice on on i suppose nutrient management particularly nitrogen management during these um you know times of low soil moisture so yeah and and i can then pass that information then on to to colleagues um you know onto the commercial team anyway to help you know build up their uh, i suppose picture of what's going on in grassland in a particular um on a on a weekly basis Katie, are the farmers contacting each other, talking to each other within these groups? They are within our, for, our Forage for Knowledge um, network. They ha- they're in regular contact with each other. And we also operate um, an on-farms or summer event where we'll bring in, based on the conversations that they're having, we bring in a technical expert in a particular area where they can offer more support and guidance. But they're very interactive Um and, and they've built a great bond of relationship and trust. And I think that's the reason why they're so comfortable to, to ask the questions. Yeah, talking about comfort with asking questions, uh, there's been some research that women in farming new and new entrants are always a bit self-conscious about asking questions in a, a group of crusty, like more experienced <laughs> um, app applications um do you do you are you thinking of maybe helping helping those those kind of people women in farming and the new entrants of course we're a huge advocate of peer-to-peer learning and we've seen great success through um the likes of grazing discussion groups because they provide excellent support for those who are just starting out or those who are maybe more advanced um grassland management is all about flexibility but it does take chi- change in mindsets as well. Um, the resources, whether it's technical articles or case studies, podcasts, webinars, or even just events, what we link and share on the likes of Forage for Knowledge or on the website is not directed at just one expert level. Um, they, they will be mixed and they will be aimed to help the industry as a whole to continue learning and improving. But I, I really think that that peer-to-peer and that sort of mentoring um, aspect of, when it comes to grassland management, that's where people take get confidence from. And in terms of boosting production, Philip, um, even when it comes down to things like carbon footprint or, or the amount of carbon used in a system, if we can boost the production and therefore boost animal and livestock production off that, then all of that has all kinds of things to do with climate change targets as well as over and above the profitability for any farm. Yeah, certainly can, you know, and there's different ways we can, we can, um, you can look at that. It can be from, as Kate mentioned about reducing, um, you know, importation of, you know, say protein sources. Um, so there's, a, there's far reaching kind of benefits to um, basically producing more milk and producing more, more live weight gain from grass um and even from the enteric methane side of it um we know that if we can manage grass um you know better if we can graze grass at the correct at the correct kind of dry matter covers um you know we can reduce uh, enteric methane from that because of the, the 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 nutritional quality of that grass so there's you know there's also the issue around about ammonia emissions is a big thing too um and reducing um ammonia emissions so we know that if um and, and I suppose it relates to to um to 
methane emissions from slurry storage, from the application of that, that if we can keep animals out grazing for longer, um, we can reduce the emissions associated with slurry storage um, and uh, the application of of of, of um, those manures as well. So there's yeah, far-reaching benefits to improving grassland management, particularly grazing management practices on farms. And a question for you both, really. A service like this will always have had, had a use, but just now there's a lot more going on within the grass sector than some might realise. Um, developments like what multi-species swords, new varieties, more able to cope with challenging climates and so on. Do you see forage for knowledge having a role there, Katie? Yes, <laughs> of course. So alongside the grass-focused work and the data collection, I would like to think that for Forage for Knowledge again provides that platform where we can work and engage with farmers at all levels of ex of experience and as in the ruminant sectors. Um, forage for Knowledge and that the whole side of that knowledge exchange aspect of it, it does focus on improving cost-effective um, use of grass, but also with other forages. This knowledge then kind of helps farmers to build a more profitable and sustainable system um, to achieve those greater profits and, and increase their potential growth. Um, forage for knowledge, for me, it, I see it as a vehicle as well to disseminate more of the AHDB knowledge exchange that kind of helps livestock farmers to improve that sustainable sustainable use of their soils or overall product, production. Um, but really, it's about a sustainable agriculture within a, a very diverse ecosystem. And that knowledge is supporting and complementing the data that we're sharing on a weekly basis. You know, there's so much going on there, I suppose, with, with I suppose, the, the diversity, um, you know, across the UK with different livestock, um, you know, or different grassland systems, whether it's upland, whether it's um, whether it's, you know, your more intensive grazing, um, you know, spring block uh, calving herd where they're, you know, really driving, um, you know, milk production from from grazing. But there's certainly a, a move there to, um, you know, to look at, at, at other species, including other species. And that's, you know, it has a lot of benefits. But I think, um, you know, they, they require a different level of management as well, that if you start bringing other species, whether it's white clover or whether it's, um, you know, herbal lays, multi-species swords, you know, you're looking at, at um, they require a different um, set of skills. And I think this is where the likes of, you know, forage for knowledge and the advisory role that AHDB play to, to basically help farmers and bring them along in that path to possibly, you know, maximising, um, you know, the, the the benefits of of a kind of a more diverse type um, lay in the of the future. So, Katie, for anyone who wants to know more about Forage for Knowledge, where should they start? So all of this information is available to all farmers across the industry, but to receive it, they'll need to subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and that can be done through the AHDB website. They will then receive the newsletter, as, as Phil's already said, every Friday during the growing season. Um, then each week, our Forage for Knowledge webpage is updated, and they can find the grass growth rates across different regions regions and the quality of grass from the contributing farms and they can see then how that's changed throughout the season and there's some historic data on there as well they 
it's, it's worth mentioning they'll also receive some summary management notes and advice provided by Piers Badnell, who is one of the LIC Pasture for Profit consultants. And this is there really to help farmers understand what management decisions they should be considering given the weather or grass growth rates and quality data provided during that current period. And the cost of this, is there a cost to farmers? No, this is, they just have to subscribe and they'll receive it weekly then through um, email. So Philip, this is the point where I ask you to summarise, what are your messages about Forage for Knowledge? I think the first thing for, for those who are listening to this and that haven't, um, aren't familiar with Forage for Knowledge is to check up about it, um, subscribe and get that weekly newsletter. Um, it's very informative and I think you know, there, there's a sense there, there sometimes for farmers, you know, starting out in this journey of, of you know, um, maybe of, of of rotational grazing or, or trying to improve grassland management that it can be a little bit daunting. But I think, um, you know, start off, there's there's plenty of, of help out there. But um, yeah, don't be put off by, um, you know, that there's that it's that it's too much. Um, you know, people can make um, first step into this um, and then they can make progress steady progress and i think um i you know for those who have i don't see many who have began on this journey of, of improving gr their grassland management skills that have started the journey and then decided um after two or three years that it wasn't worth it that once you start it um i think there's a um yeah nearly everyone remains because they you know stays on the course because they can see how the benefits that it can bring to their farm Philip Cosgrave of Yara and Katie Evans of AHDB, thank you. There's no doubt that as we go forward into some very challenging times, information and the sharing of ideas is going to get increasingly important. These days, farming can't be done alone. There needs to be support in all kinds of ways, and Forage for Knowledge seems to contribute in that role. I'm Ken Rundle, and I'll be back with another podcast in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks for listening to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. For more information, visit yara.co.uk or yara.ie.